In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One thing I know for sure. Yesterday, at 11.45 a.m., we had hungry kids. If you haven't eaten for a while, you feel hungry. You probably felt hungry if you were here yesterday as a child, playing in the morning, doing crafts, listening to pastor. You may know now if you're hungry. Maybe you skipped breakfast this morning and you're feeling a little more hungry. But even when I just say the words, are you hungry, you think about it. No, I just had a donut. Or yes, I haven't ate. Or maybe in the middle. You know, I could always eat something. Maybe you skipped breakfast or maybe you're just plain hungry. What it comes down to is your body has these survival triggers built in by God. Biologically, built in by God, you have an appetite. Your body and an empty stomach tells your mind that you are hungry. And then you use your members, your feet to walk to the fridge, your hands to reach in to find food. Even as the rabbits go through my yard, their bodies in their created magnificence tells their brain to move their members and hop along and eat all the abundant clover in the grass. Just as a deer would. Just as any wild animal is driven to eat. It's in their design given to them by God. Even your dog or your cat or your pet, they've probably learned a way to tell you that they're hungry. Humans and animals are created by God to seek the food that he provides to sustain life. And God provides food to all creatures, with or without our prayers. But unlike a rabbit or a deer or a pet, you have a soul. You have a spirit. Now remember, biologically, your belly tells your mind that you're hungry. Spiritually, though, the signal for hunger is left to your heart. Spiritual appetite is a matter of the heart. And the problem is not just when that you get so busy that you forget to feed your soul. The true danger for the Christian is when you don't even realize that you are starving. Starving, when you have an entire buffet in front of you. Today's question that demands an answer is, do you even know how hungry you are? The danger is in the times of near starvation, in those times we don't realize. It is when your heart doesn't feel hungry because you think your spirit is full already from the fruits that you are already getting. These are, many times, false spiritual fruits. 
And having been enslaved to sin, it results in death. We've been so busy eating the fruits of our own deeds, as Jeremiah says. We've been so busy dining on our own glory. We do this when we take full responsibility when somebody tells us, good job. And But when the deed is looked upon as bad, he did it. She did it. It's when, well, if we get a promotion at work, darn right we earned it. It's also when we get fired from our job, it's not my fault. It's when you good, get a good grade on a test at school. You earned it. But when you get a bad grade on a test, it's a teacher's fault. We like to dine upon our own glory. Like pizza, like cake, like ice cream. And then when we are faced with the shame of our deeds that went wrong, I didn't do it, boss. I didn't do it, mom. I didn't do it, God. We who sow sin shall reap its benefits, and those benefits are corrupted. We who hold our head up on high shall reap the fruit of being brought back down very low. We are full on this fruit when we are full of ourselves. This is, as the Lord tells us in Proverbs, because they hated knowledge and did not choose fear of the Lord, would had none of my counsel and despise all my reproof. Therefore... They shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their devices. We stuff ourselves with the fruits of sin. We are gluttons to our own desires. When we eat from the table of impurities, we're full. We don't feel hungry. When we dine at the buffet of lawlessness and we avoid the the shame of repentance. You begin to feel like you're not a slave to anyone or anything. You're your own master. But yet, we are slaves. We are slaves to our own sinful flesh. You know, it, it turns out that when you think of yourself as number one, numero uno, when you think that you are in control of your own life, when you think that you're in complete control of your own destiny, and when you think that you have power over your own life, you're nothing but a slave. A slave to sin. And that master will swipe away your life. The master of sin is a master of deceit. And he tricks you into thinking that you're bodily and spiritually full. This is how people speak it. I answer to no one. Now some people say that. But that is what is in all of our hearts and minds from time to time. 
then we don't think we're near starvation. We bear plenty of our own man-made glorious fruit. We don't think we need any more fruit. We don't need any more glory. I've supplied my own. And when it comes right down to it, you'll begin to think that you don't need the bread and the fish that Jesus provides. Too busy dining out. The fruits of sin leave you starving to death. And when the word of God tells you of your constant starvation, you feel ashamed. You repent. Repent when you realize you've had a devilish master all along. It's in your flesh. It's in your members. It's in your hands. It's in your body. It's in your mind. You are chained to your master of sin. And you need to be set free. Set free from sin. Sin has had its dominion over you and you need grace and you need mercy. You need fed. You need glory. You need righteousness. Sin, your master, has been telling you lies and you need the truth. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free from sin. Because... Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is true freedom from these stains. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm calling you to freedom today. I tell you the truth. In and through Christ Jesus, you are now, today, hereby proclaimed free from sin, free from death, and free from the devil. And what is it that releases these chains bound to your flesh? The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sins. And here's some more truth. Some more truth to your newfound freedom. Your freedom has been purchased by the ultimate act of divine mercy. You see, when we think or we feel that we answer to no one, Jesus answers for us. He dies for us on the cross as the answer. The answer that leads to the release from the chains of sin. You are set mercifully free. And he also feeds you with divine grace. The grace of God is driven by the compassion of Jesus Christ that he displayed to his disciples and 4,000. Your starvation is over. You are about to be fed and nourished with the abundant compassion of Jesus Christ. Divine service is God's compassion. The Bible is compassion. Preaching is compassion. Bringing your baby to the font is the compassion of God. The body and blood of our Lord and Savior given and shed for you is compassion. Eat. Eat of Christ's compassionate food and you will be fully satisfied. Drink of the waters of word and sacrament and you'll never be thirsty again. 
and the fruit you get from the grace and mercy of Christ is a gift. And it comes directly from God. Eternal life. So now, you are no longer enchained as a slave to sin. You've realized your starvation in repentance, and you've been set free by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. So now, well, we've already learned of the dangers of trying to be our own master. And that, well, that just leads us to be slaves to sin again. You are not your own master. It turns out you cannot be your own master. The reality of death teaches us that. So where does that leave us? We need a master. A good one. A loving one. We are, in every sense of the word, slaves. God has created us. Christ has purchased us purely out of compassion that we might not suffer the torments of hell. Our slave master is compassionate. Our master protects us, provides for us, speaks to us, forgives us, and our master even seeks us out when we get lost. We are proud to say that we are slaves of God who has done everything for us. So now, as Paul says, present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. Our flesh, our body, our hands, our minds are to be presented as slaves to righteousness. And you know what? They can be. They can be because they are now set free from sin. Your hands are forgiven so you can serve the Lord with them. Your lips are atoned for so you can also speak the truth. Your minds are forgiven so you can set your minds on the things above. And your flesh is forgiven so that you also can be Christ-like and compassionately serve others with grace and mercy. Being a slave to God in Christ Jesus is being compassionate to others. Being a slave to righteousness is supporting your church family in fruitful words, in fruitful deeds. And being a slave to God is always keeping in mind that we are indeed slaves. And we need fed. May God grant us all his Holy Spirit to keep us humble and to keep us hungry. Amen. The peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.